I'm gonna tell you right now, on that Jerry Judy touchdown, or not even just that on the, the, the last catch he had, Russ isn't throwing that ball because it's not 100% wide open. He's not making that throw. And that just, I mean, like you, and you're gonna see it on all 22. Those are those are the same throws that Russ missed to Judy in the in the Texan game. The same route on the same side of the field, Russ didn't throw in the ball because it wasn't a hundred percent open. Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Amir Farrow, with my co-host, J-Mac and Jordan. Back at you guys with another episode to recap. Another, yet again, another loss for the Denver Broncos. They've now lost three of the last four. And a very unfortunate way to end the season, not the way fans want to see the Broncos go out. Broncos, instead of finishing with their first winning season since 2016, they end up finishing with their eighth consecutive losing season. Um, The Broncos do get a better draft pick, which is obviously nice. Um, I definitely would like to see the Broncos finally draft a rookie this year. We'll talk about that in future episodes and can even talk about it today. Um, So just for that aspect, it's good. But in terms of today, not any time the Broncos are playing the Raiders, I don't care what draft position is at stake. I want to see the Broncos win just because I do not like the Raiders. It's a, a growing deep rivalry with them. Never like seeing the, especially losing now eight straight to them. Now eight straight losing seasons and now eight straight losses to the Raiders. Um, we definitely have to get revenge on them next year. But uh, J Mac Jordan, how are you guys feeling after the loss? Feeling good. I kind of expected us to lose this game. I picked the Raiders to win, so there's that. Um, you know, we got a better pick. So, I mean, outside of that, I'm I'm pretty happy. I can't really – I really have nothing to be mad about. I was mad two weeks ago when we lost that game in New England. But uh, other than that, you know, I'm doing okay. Yeah, I'm not dreading it as, like, how I usually would. But it, I, I knew it would be a game that I wouldn't overreact to. Just whatever happens, happens. Yeah, meaningless game. Didn't obviously Broncos already out of the playoffs after that Patriots loss. It, a few reporters came out and told us a different, you know, mathematical ways that the Broncos, if they beat the Patriots, how they could have been in a much better uh, scenario today had they have won, but they couldn't even win. So um, obviously, maybe things would have went differently if they beat the Patriots. Who knows? But at the end of the day, Broncos dropped to eight nine. Um, unfortunate uh, that since the Broncos lost today, that means not even my record predict- prediction before the season was right um we all uh, had the broncos getting more than eight wins this year i had nine and eight the broncos couldn't even get to nine so it's unfortunate man um lots to talk about in today's game few players just really um to say the very least they did not leave a last good impression on the uh the g the whoever the next gm is going to be we don't know if it's going to be george Payne or not um and then sean Payne, the coaching staff um starting off with uh, Fabian Moreau had a very, very um, poor game today, to say the least. Um, we can talk all day about the offense, putting the defense back on the field, but at the end of the day, you got to do your job, and Fabian Moreau didn't do his job today. Yeah, uh, it just seems like the team wasn't as motivated. The team's been kind of down since the Patriots lost. You know, even in that locker room after that loss, you know, they uh, I think Zach's even said this is the worst that he's ever seen the Broncos, like, you know, after any game. Um, so, I mean, I wasn't really surprised. I mean, they know it's over. I mean, you know, like when you have your season ripped out of your hearts like that, it's it's hard to go out there and keep playing as hard. Um, but, I mean, Fabian Moreau, I will say he didn't have the best game today, but hats off to him, man, because, you know, he kind of got thrown into the fire and he had a really great season. Um, True. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to fault him too much. I mean, I, I knew once they jumped out to 17-7 that the game was over. <laughs> so, I mean, 
Um, but I, I, I don't want to beat Thabian Moreau up too much. I would have to agree with J-Mac on this. Just, again, he had a, a tough game, but without him, I, I mean, again, the comeback on the defense side during the whole season, he was a big part of it, even though today didn't go his way. But I would like to uh, actually salute him for actually coming in and yeah. doing his job earlier in the season and actually making this defense a little bit more better on the, in the secondary. But, yeah, today obviously was not his day. But at the end of the day, a lot of players looked a little out of whack today just because it was a meaningless uh, game. Yeah, to be fair, though, it wasn't meaningless for Fabian Moreau. Like, in my opinion, this this if he had a great game today, maybe the Broncos would have been – it was kind of an audition for a lot of uh, players. And um, like you guys said, though, we're not going to beat up Fabian Moreau, especially not beat him up as much as the Raiders receivers did. So uh, moving on, um, the offensive line also did not have a great game today. Speaking of getting beat up, Max Crosby is just uh, – he's not even, like, from oh, the no. planet of Earth, bro. He's from some – planet way far a few galaxies down over he just happens to be here playing uh in american football i mean he had an insane game today i don't know why the broncos did a good job double teaming in the first quarter but they just gave up with it at, at, at some point and then they started trying to put tight ends on him and like it's just that didn't really make sense the way that it, i mean you have the best right guard in football right there waiting you know sitting there and wait to help like i feel like they could have did a better job uh zach Shreve, sean payton scheming against uh, Max Crosby, there were just so many plays where you could tell he was in Jared Sidham's head. Like, literally, just as soon as he gets off the line, like, Sidham knows, like, I'm probably going to have to throw this ball away or probably take a sack. Like, it, it, it was one of those games where it, it just kind of reminds everybody in the NFL that watched that Max Crosby is one of the best players in the NFL. Yeah, that was my biggest key to victory was finding a way to stop him. And just we did the complete opposite of it. I mean, even when we tried to chip him, it just didn't work. Uh, he completely dumb. He, he took over the game in about the second quarter. And I was like, yeah, this is going to be one of those games where Max Crosby single-handedly wins it for the Raiders. And, I mean, he did a good job because every time it seemed like Jared Stidham started to get going, the offense started to get some type of rhythm. Max Crosby came in with a huge play. And he just put his stamp all over the game. I felt bad for Cam Fleming out there. I mean, it was one play, I think it was in the second quarter, where, um, like, he timed the snap, and he, like, when he timed it, he got off the line so quick. Cam Fleming was still on the ground when Max Crosby was, like, damn near in the backfield. So that just sums up of how today was. But, I mean, even when the Broncos tried to chip him, it didn't work. I was I was kind of surprised to see that they didn't put minors, like, you know, try to help him out with minors. But, I mean, the Raiders did a pretty good job of scheming it up to get in the stidham. Um, but yeah, Max Crosby, he's one of the best players in football. Definitely should be top 10 on the top 100 list, but they're going to find a way to botch that and make him probably what 42, number 42 on that bullshit list. So, um, yeah. Max Crosby is still one of my favorite players. And my Lord, I thought we were going to contain him to one at one point, but I mean, it, it looked like just <laughs> never, it was never going to stop. Again, Cam Fleming, I feel so bad. I mean, we would, we tried to do everything. I mean, it looked like we tried to do everything possible to chip him but sometimes that didn't work but man max cross i think he's top three pass rusher in the league i think that's not even a three no more i'm putting him top top two mm. malcolm Kuntz also a very nice compliment to uh um crosby on the other side for the raiders garrett bowles definitely got whiffed on a lot of a lot mm. of uh pass reps today 
Yeah, I wasn't. I mean, it, it just seemed like a lot of the guys were just unmotivated today. I mean, you could just tell the kind of in the body language. They didn't really give a shit. I mean, Corlin Sutton got all of us a pass interference and was just like, fuck it, it is what it is. Um, but, <laughs> I mean, it, it sucks, though, because Garrett Bowles just was, I think, in an audition game for him. Definitely yeah. seeing what they're going to have going. I think he was that he was the biggest one. I think him and Lloyd. But, um, yeah, I mean, he got, he got beat a lot today. But I think that they're not going to take away a lot from this game just because like I said, the guys were very unmotivated. And you could just tell it was just – you could tell they had the mindset of it is what it is today. Like, that was the mindset I felt like going to the game most players had. I mean, you had a few guys went their hardest, Javante, PS2, Judy. But a lot of guys were just kind of it is what it is. I mean, yeah, Stidham was running for his life. I mean, practically, what, half of the game or most of the game, you could say. But, yeah, I mean, that guy, that poor guy was getting killed every <laughs> single play. What do you guys think? I saw – I'm not going to call it this person by their name, but there's some people saying that the, off, the offensive line has been like this all year. I, I, I don't understand where we're coming from on this. Like no, no, um, no. They, they said this is a similar issue with the quarterback, but they said because of the quarterback that they we, we all just put it on Russ. I the numbers the numbers show the exact opposite. The film shows the exact opposite. Like I thought the offensive line definitely had a really bad game today, but I don't think it was this bad at all during our especially during our win streak like i still felt and credit to Stidham too like i thought he played a solid game today like he was still stepping up in the pocket taking like ass whoopings inside of the pocket just getting nailed yeah. and he was still trying to you know stand under pressure and make throws um but the offensive line i don't know man i feel like this a lot of people use this game as a way to say yeah the offensive line is a bigger issue this season for us than we really thought it was no, I don't agree with that. I mean, this is a one, the Raiders are a team that their defense is built around their defensive line. They really padded heavy on that. That that was that was gonna be their uh premier kind of group on the team almost. Max Crosby, Tyree Wilson. It was supposed to be Chandler Jones, but we know what happened with that. But Max Crosby, Tyree Wilson, and the linebacking core is pretty good too. So I don't want to put I mean, the offensive line has been great this season. I mean, you can say what you want. I mean, I don't know who's calling the game today. I think was that Brian Baldinger? No, that was Matt Millen and then um, White Sox legend uh, Jason Benetti. Yeah, whoever that was, he sounded just like Brian Baldinger, but he called Quinn Miners the best guard in football. Um, and, you know, he's been playing. He should definitely be an all-pro this season. Pro Bowl is a, is a fucking – it's a joke. But I think he's definitely be an all-pro this season. I mean, Ben Powers, McGlinchey. McGlinchey, he didn't have an elite season, but he had a good season. I mean, right tackles are hard to come by. And, I mean, he did, he did what he – like. It, it was the best right tackle season we had in the Broncos in almost the last eight years. Yeah, so, I mean, that's I mean that's a plus. Garrett Bowles had a pretty good season, too. Cushenberry improved. I mean, me and Jordan thought Forsyth was going to be the starter going into the season, and Lloyd Cushenberry had a damn good season. So, I mean, no, the offensive line was, was, was really good. I mean, I feel like if we had a quarterback that could just stay in the pocket and make consistent throws, you know, I mean, it wasn't even really that. It was just if he could look at the guys all open and make the reads, I felt like we, the season could be completely different. Um, but no, I don't want to say that. I'm not going to say Russ made the offensive line look better than what it was or anything like that. The office, yeah. I mean, Sean Payton fixed the offensive line. I don't think that's going to be too much of an issue going into the offseason. I think that they're going to try to keep bowls too. So I think the offensive line is going to probably come back the same. Yeah. I would like, I like the, like, I loved what the office line did this year. It was more of a uh, quarterback issue. And what I mean by that, I meant Russ. Like, he was the one getting a lot of the sacks were just because of him. We see, we see all the screenshots and they're like every single week, just clean pocket. And then he bails out for no reason. 
we saw that today with Stidham that he had to leave the pocket because Max Crosby would just jump the snap like it's nothing, and he's already in the backfield. So he had a reason to leave the pocket. But, yeah, I the offensive line played well this year. I, I for sure would not say that they've been inconsistent. They've been really good. It was just more of a product of our QB play and him running around everywhere instead of just staying in the pocket and operating the offense. Yeah, they definitely declined a little bit towards the end, but they're still top eight in passing and running efficiency. Yeah. So, like, you you can't take that away from them. I, we're still a top ten offensive line in, in the NFL yeah. at the end of the day. Like, you can't take that away from them. They, the jump that they made this year don't don't let yeah. this don't let this game take yeah. that away from them. Yeah, and I mean, out of all the groups we have, they're the group that took the biggest jump from last year to this season. And the one thing that stood out to me was health. I mean, this was the first game we went. I think it, this was the first game where we didn't have our starting offensive line. And that was a the thing on every game. The Broncos, this group has had all five have started the same combination every single game. That's huge. That's what – that's like if teams had that, like – most teams who have the same offensive line, like the whole season, they usually make the playoffs and they usually do well. I mean, that's just that's what it is. I mean, teams usually the offensive line gets banged up by like week four, week five, and then you just see a drop off. But offensive line, I mean, they stayed healthy. I mean, how can you say they played bad? I I, I didn't see maybe it was, maybe it was some games. I think I can't remember the specific game, but it was some games this season where they didn't play that well. But I mean, yeah, Bills. Not, yeah, but I mean, other than that, I. Don't, I thought they played particularly well this season. I was I was really fine with the offensive line. I agree with you, J Mac. I mean, a lot of teams would kill to have our health of our offensive line, and a lot of those teams they like a lot of teams that do make the playoffs. Either the offensive line is healthy like that. Like it just sucks that we weren't one of those teams. But again, it is what it is. Yeah, I was gonna say out of all the teams that probably ranked in the top ten offensive line, I guarantee you all teams made the playoffs besides us. I guarantee it's just and tell me the quarterback <laughs> isn't holding the team back. Look at look at listen to that play this back. Listen to the last 15 seconds of what he just said and tell me the quarterback wasn't holding the team back. It's fucking ridiculous. How do you have a top 10 offensive line and can't even get close to getting the seventh seed? Like and I, it, it, it's it's sad when you got guys like Chris Harris Jr. Who says that this was the easiest year for the Broncos to make the playoffs, especially how bad the Chiefs are? Yep. Because I think we can all agree the Chiefs aren't going to be as bad as they were. Like th th this year, this is like a wake up call that Patrick Mahomes just he he isn't God. He he can't save the day from just completely bad play. So next year is going to be even harder to make the playoffs, especially with the Chargers and the Raiders going to be way better than what they were this year. So shit. Hey, I will say a positive from today's game. I forgot to mention not only a better draft pick, but we got easier opponents, uh, a few easier opponents next year as opposed to if we would have won today. So, like, um, I can't remember the exact specifics, but um, I believe if we won today, we would have had to go into Miami again uh, next if year. The, which if the that, if the Dolphins lose today, we go back to Miami. Oh my god! That okay? Um, we got to play Miami uh, again next year. If if we if the Dolphins lose tonight. We will be traveling back to Miami, and I will be there again. Okay, so are like, you sure, are so, you sure you want to go back? Yeah, I will because we're gonna have a good quarterback. We are, so I don't have to worry about that. Okay, so uh, if, so if they win, we don't have to play them. If yeah, if they win, we'll play the Jets. Oh yeah, that's right because because we gotta play second and third teams if we if they lose. Yes, yeah, so right? since we came out third, we'll play the third place team for the AFC East. So we're big right. Dolphins fans. Yeah, everybody oh, will probably be listening to this anyway. after the game. So I was rooting for them anyway. Fuck yeah. the deals. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so 
another thing I want to talk about, I feel like I got to watch the All-22. I'm really excited to watch the All-22 from this game just because it's the last of the year, obviously. But there's a few things where, like, play developing that I want to see, especially with the, the playmakers and stuff, see how open they were and see, like, how, how often um, maybe the offensive line was preventing from plays from happening. Um, I feel like, honestly – there was a, a certain amount of plays where like I felt like the play the play designs and stuff I feel like we could have did a better job putting our guys in positions to make plays in open space and create yards after catch because like I don't know I felt like there's a good amount of plays where like the offensive line is just getting trampled a little bit more faster than you wanted to so in in that scenario if I'm Sean Payton I'm thinking okay let's utilize the more shorter and intermediate part of the field instead of dialing up these play action deep shots or just even deep intermediate like deep crossers like I don't know I felt like we could have did a better job putting our playmakers in positions to make plays not only today but like in recent weeks as well I don't know that's just kind of been something that's been sitting with me I feel like the play calling I'm not, it's not even the play calling. I feel like the designs are sometimes like we could do maybe a better job of getting Jerry Judy the ball in open space and isolating him rather than just it kind of feels like sometimes the receivers are kind of clustered together. I don't, it just felt super like disorganized at times today. Well, I will say today, I think what really happened today was, I mean, Max Crosby and those guys, they, they, they blew the game open, they wrecked it. And um, I still thought, I, I liked what I saw. I think that it's more, this offense with Stidham was more structured towards the receivers instead of backs and tight ends. And that kind of broke everything wide open. Yeah, we only scored 14 points today, but Stidham still threw for 272. And I mean, Jerry Judy had one of probably his best game of the season. Um, and I'm just, I mean, the, and, and that, with that being said, also the run game was pretty irrelevant. But I will say this game, it was just, Max Crosby broke the game open. But um, over the last few games, I do kind of agree. Um, Especially the Patriots game, I thought the play calling was really bad. I thought that was Sean Payton's worst, you know, play calling game of the year. But I will say with Stidham, though, it looks like he kind of put the game more open to the – it was more open to the receivers. He gave yeah. more guys more opportunities to that instead of before it was check down – it was check down mania. So, I mean, I liked it better. I think going into next season, Sean's going to build the offense more towards – going back to like how it was really with New Orleans with – getting wide receivers the ball because you saw today i'm gonna tell you right now that jerry judy touchdown or not even just that on the the, the last catch he had russ isn't throwing that ball because it's not 100 wide open he's not making that throw and that's just i mean like you and you're gonna see it on all 22 those are those are the same throws that russ missed to judy in the, in the texan game the same route on the same side of the field russ didn't throw in the ball because it wasn't 100 open so i mean <clears throat> I liked what I saw. I think going to the next season, Sean's going to try to build around that, building around more bunch sets with receivers instead of backs, tight ends, and just fullbacks, where, where he's running two tight ends and, two, and, and a running back and a fullback, and we're trying to do a play action that way. You're going to see a lot of more spaced out, getting guys the ball between the field, between the numbers. It was nice to see our playmakers get the ball. Like Marvin Mims got the ball. I think he had like a big third down, third and yeah, long. Yeah, he did. It was like third and 15 or something like that. He picked it yeah. up. I mean, 16. Wild concepts giving Marvin Mims the ball and like he runs for a first down like that. Wow. And you already know about Judy. I mean, Jesus. Well, Amir, didn't I tell you uh, uh, off air his, uh, his uh, pace if he had Jerry Stedham the whole year? Let the people know. Man, if he would have had Jerry Stedham the whole year, just based off of these two games. He would be over a thousand yards receiving. Actually, he'd be eleven hundred yards receiving. 
just off of these two games, which is a small sample size, of course. Yeah. But you you understand what I'm trying to get to. And just for everybody who doesn't know, he finished the season with a little over – he had about a 700 and some yards and two touchdowns. 50, the former 15th overall pick. And my thing is people people still are saying, trade the bum. He's a bum. Can't catch. Garbage. Get him off my team. Yeah, well, uh, go ahead and tank, tank for Marvin Harrison. You know what's sad? Marvin Harrison on this team, same shit's going to happen to him. The same exact, oh, the same exact stuff is going to happen to Marvin Harrison. Like, you think Jerry Judy, who's, who, who gets wide open – separation and all that and whoever the announcer I, I forgot his name already the announcer today he even said he said i don't know what's going on he said but the broncos i mean they got so much talent out there receiver like they just need to get these guys the ball yeah mm -hmm. brandon johnson had 88 yards today russell to play quellen Sutton probably would have had 12 targets and, <laughs> i mean god like i mean it's just crazy i saw brandon johnson 88 yards and watching the game like brandon johnson is actually a pretty good receiver well, I would have never found that out was if somebody else was back there at quarterback. And the crazy Sad. thing is Javante had nine targets today, seven catches. Imagine if the offensive line did a little bit better blocking. We could have got them involved even more, the playmakers. Yeah. But instead, and, he had to dump off to the running back more often. Yeah, and the thing is, the even though he dumped it off to the running back, that wasn't the whole offense. There was still plays where he gave the ball to receivers instead of the season where Javante is a lead target at nine and the receivers have a combined five targets. Like that wasn't the game. You know, Brandon Johnson had five, Judy had six. I mean, Corlin Sutton had four. I mean, guys, other guys still got the ball besides the running back. So. Well, I mean, is like, we've been saying this forever. It's I, I, people must be tired of it, but I mean, you should know what to do whenever you get that guy the ball. Good things happen. That's all. Yeah, I think um, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with them this offseason, whether they decide to use this as like trade bait uh, the, the, from today or not. If they decide to keep him on that $13 million option for next year, who knows, man? Um, I would like to I would like to keep him. Um, some people have toyed with the idea of trading him and using that uh, return value as a way to move up. Uh, I don't know. We'll see how the Broncos go about that. Some people even think that um, – or not even some people think. Uh, even Rapport says that the Broncos are going to keep George Payton now. So that that's an interesting uh, situation because we all know how George Payton likes to trade down, and we know how Sean Payton loves to trade up. So um, kind of a interesting uh, situation that will play out there. We don't know if he'll uh, – like Jordan predicted that uh, he's – you feel like uh, – move. do you think uh, moves are still going to happen tomorrow? It's tough. Now, seeing that report from Rap Sheet earlier this morning, I don't know if it would be tomorrow on Monday, but you never know. It's the NFL. They call it Black Monday for a reason, but with the general manager, I don't know if that's a Monday move, if I'm being honest. Um, one last shout out when I give on today's episode, Alex Singleton broke the single season franchise record for tackles in a season. That's pretty dope, man. That's, I know it's been a lot of, uh, cleanup work because uh, a lot of, uh, missed tackles prior and he kind of has to clean up on that end, but he's still a tackle machine. Like there was one play where I saw him just meet Zamir white at the line of scrimmage, just truck his ass to the ground. Like that, that was pretty cool. I've, I've definitely uh, been hard on him. Um, probably more than any of us on this show. Um, but he he had a solid he had a solid game today, um, and I feel like he definitely uh, saved not even saving his job. I mean, he's on a three year deal. It's not like the Broncos are going to move on from him. Um, they were praising him on the broadcast, and I th I thought he deserved it. Frankly, Alex Singleton should have broke this. He 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 should have got this four games ago. 
<laughs> Hell, he probably could have got it in the Dolphins game if he didn't miss all the damn. Look, I'm gonna say this. The so Dolphins game is crazy. I mean, yeah. Look, <laughs> I mean, look, uh, congrats to him, but definitely got to be better. I think I saw he was still top three in the league in tackles. I don't know how the hell that's possible. That just goes to show you how bad the NFL is in tackling nowadays. I mean, God, I mean, come on now. Like he's third in the league in tackles. Jesus Christ. But I do want to give him, I, I do want to give him his kudos. Um, but definitely going in the offseason, please work on that. Cause um, yeah, because once it gets down and we start playing in more meaningful games, I don't want to see this guy being the first guy there and keep missing him. And I just see 49 uh, go all the way to the back of the screen every time. Like, I, I need him to clean clean that up. Uh, I'm a big Alex Singleton guy. I, I'm, I, I love Alex Singleton. I'm going to just give him his flowers. <laughs> Good that he broke that record or he has that record now. I mean, another player did reach another milestone in team history as well. Just saying, but it just looks like a lot of players are reaching milestones that have been uh, critiqued a lot. So, and by the way, it is ironic that Javante and Judy did score the two touchdowns today for the Broncos to end the season. Just a little yeah. bit ironic. Yeah, isn't that something? There was, an, there was another play where he got absolutely just trampled five yards behind the line of scrimmage, but I guess he's washed. Who knows? Um other, I believe that that pretty much wraps up. We talked about Garrett Bowles, Cam Fleming. Uh, Alex, I mean, we talked a little bit about Brandon Johnson, but how about Brandon Johnson? Like, is he, like, what, is his, what is his role next year? Because he really showed that he can create some damn separation. Well, I hope he's on the team. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with the receiver position, but I think he's definitely earned a spot to come back here and compete for another spot. Um, but I think that's what it's going to be. I think, I think he will be on the team next year. I think now that he's got some years with us under his belt, He's kind of got the coaches know him, and I think that's gonna that's gonna play a big part of him, especially him closing out the season with a game like this. Um, I think it's definitely, I think, I think the odds are definitely his favorite to make the team next year. So, um, yeah, I mean, I can see him next year being a, a part in this offense. I don't know about maybe being wide receiver three. I think Marvin Mims is should have been took that over, but um, I think he's definitely gonna be involved in his offense in some 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 way, shape, or form next season. Another South Florida kid balling out. I love it. I mean, I've always been big on Brandon Johnson. I hope he's on the team next year. So, but I mean, again, you give Brandon Johnson the ball and he's really good as well. So our receivers are good. A lot of people just don't know, but our receivers are really good. I'm excited for Marvin Mims, especially next year. I, out of yeah. any receiver. And by the way, I want to make my stance clear on Tim Patrick. I say I, I want him back next year. I don't care what his, his cap numbers look like. I want him back next year. Him and him and Marvin Mims, I'm super excited about their like resurgence. Not even a resurgence for Mims, because I mean he's a damn pro bowler returner. And we just really need yeah. to like polish him as a route runner uh next year and actually give him his targets. Like he is gonna be so special. Like he could definitely be like right up there at the top of the NFL fell in vertical threats i agree and i think the broncos might be the only team in the nfl to just not play their second and third round picks this season i mean just completely just not play them i mean Where i, I, I don't sanders know sanders today i, I yeah, saw him a like, little I mean, bit but like yeah i don't know what that's about but um i really want to see them next season especially marvin mims i mean it just seems like every time he somewhat gets the ball he makes a great play <clears throat> i just i mean i don't get the urge to not want to play him i mean sean payton hopefully next year this dude is heavily involved I don't want to see wide receiver three at the bare minimum. I think he needs to be more involved. I mean, the guys are just explosive. We have him playing returner, which <clears throat> um, we signed a guy to be returner this year, but that didn't pan out. So Marvin Mims had to play return for most of the year. But I want to see him more in the receiver role for sure. 
And I'm, I'm definitely excited for him next season. I mean, he made the Pro Bowl this year as a returner. That just goes to show how explosive he is in the open field. So hopefully Sean Payton has some plans for him. There's a lot of things to look forward to right now. Like, I know, like, the season's over, and I'm going to miss, you know, seeing the Broncos jerseys down the field and playing and stuff, but there's a lot of things to look forward to. Yeah, and speaking of Marvin Mims, I mean, I'm sure Sean Payne's pissed off about how his rookie year went because you go and trade up to get the guy, and everybody questioned your decision to do that, and then he has not a great productive season on, on, on you know, the paper, but – it's because of the quarterback position, but that, you know, we've talked about that multiple times. Um, oh. Want to wrap up the show saying thank you guys so much for sticking it out with us this season. This is our very last post game show of the 2023, 2024 NFL season. Thank you guys so much that show support every single episode, comment your thoughts, even though if you maybe disagree with us, we love reading your, your feedback. If everybody's entitled to their own, own opinion, as always um, commenting, it really helps us out with the YouTube algorithm. So you're helping, out you know uh you know dedicating to and support supporting the show by expand, expanding and branching out our name on youtube and everywhere else you guys listen we love you guys so much um thank you so much for all the support the endless support uh, I, sp- I think i speak for j mac and jordan as well on that matter yeah thank you guys I- i'm not gonna lie it's been a fun season very up and down season a lot of a lot of stuff happened this season that was kind of was really insane i mean talk about a tale of two halves and Everything that happened this season, it was it, it was very memorable. A lot of things were, I mean, a lot of things happened this season. The season was really crazy. But I want to thank you guys, you know, just just know that um, offseason, going into the next season, we're going to keep at it. We're going to keep grinding for you guys. For my very first season doing this, I thought it was awesome just being with you guys and just talking every day, Broncos ball and stuff. This offseason, though, might just be a little bit better because we have a lot of things in store. I have a lot of draft stuff in store, so – I mean, it's only going to keep going. It's only going to keep going, and it's going to be special. This is going to be pretty special. Yeah, absolutely. I, I tell you guys off the air all the time, 2024 is our year. Like I, I, prom- I promise you guys that we'll look back on this clip in 2025 and maybe shed a tear or two about how, how far we've came. Um, but appreciate everybody, all the support. If you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe to the channel. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, follow, turn notifications on. But with that being said, I'm your host, Amir Fair, with my great co-host, Jay Mack and Jordan. On to the 2024 offseason. Peace out, everybody. Peace out, guys.